Today I am with uh, Giovanni Antonio, the founder and managing director of CMS, Property Care Management Services Company. He also founded uh, Wayhome.Asia, a portal website. Hey Giovanni, thank you very much for being with me today. All right, thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it. So can you uh, tell us a bit more about your business? Yeah, so uh, it started by me coming out to Cambodia for uh, a project to manage um, a high-rise building that's mm -hmm. been built. So my background being in real estate, and uh, I started doing sales, establishing myself as an individual agent, working on sales for purchases and, and uh, representing buyers and sellers. Yeah. Kind of evolved over into investment management. So I was looking at properties, analyzing markets, kind of figuring out how to switch the strategies to look at real estate differently and help clients buy uh, properties that they can invest in for long-term and short-term gains, right? And then set up the management systems, whether it's a short-term game, uh, profit flipping, or long-term property management side of it. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I was introduced to Cambodia. Okay. And then from there, uh, instead of going back home with what's going on with the real estate market, I uh, just said it's just it's a, it's a situation opportunity that wasn't a lifetime for me. So I decided to stay and really set this company up, just kind of really go full circle everything I understood, mm -hmm. create a foundation for uh, property management services that I felt can um, support the industry and uh, even taking it to a digital platform mm -hmm. uh, by creating different companies within these last couple years. Uh, but and so it's been a good journey. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So is that the first time you become an entrepreneur? Were you an entrepreneur, a business owner before that? So I started at an early age. I'd yes. say like my late teens. Okay. I, I kind of uh, going to school decided, you know, like college is great, but not really my thing. Just kind of understanding different goals, different life, yeah. you know, responsibilities and uh, started with like this little juice bar at a mall, <laughs> squeezing <laughs> orange really? juices, yeah, man, yeah, 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 so like it was like, for, for orange juice, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, just just yeah. No. so like it goes back before that, right, so it was like selling oranges, uh, and then just pitching it, right, because I was always into sports and fitness and things like that, so I would get a contract with like a, a gym, right, yeah. and invite them over and I'd do protein drinks and protein shakes, and we would basically just be slanging orange juices and strawberries and protein drinks and stuff like that, and then do upsells and do different things. And so I started with that, right? It started to do really well. Um, and before that, growing up with a, with a friend of mine, mm -hmm. um, his parents and step-parents, stepfather, were like uh, entrepreneurs, visionaries, like in the real estate industry, but also in business. So they kind of kind of gave me a path to look at what's what I'm basically potentially doing now and what the future should be. So with whatever I was saving up, I, I took a lot of their advice on how to look at business, yeah. how to manage businesses, create foundations, and look at sales and strategies, um, business models to put framework for what I've essentially created in the real estate market. And it all started with that. Okay. But from there, just kind of went to my own individual, you know, create my own independent <laughs> identity. And uh, yeah, kind of jiggled and evolved from there. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Well, what did you? I'm curious. What did you learn from this uh, first experience selling, <laughs> selling oranges? Selling oranges, God. Uh, so it was um, strategy, right? Yeah. So it was uh, reaching the emotion of the of the customer, right? Because it's just oranges, right? You can sell orange juice for like three dollars, or you can sell it for six dollars, right? Depends on the experience and and what you're adding value to the type of juices and stuff. So I would add protein shakes or. Then we would evolve to like a strawberry and strawberry, natural strawberries and fruits or whatever, and then add some ice cream, right? Uh, once I was old enough to mix drinks, alcoholic beverages in the United States, 
uh, we would start doing different little cocktails and things like that after <laughs> hours, you know, for the special staff uh, in the mall that wanted to unwind. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was, um, yeah, just kind of understanding kind of what, how to reach the market and yeah. engage, right? Yes. Because uh, it wasn't just a $3 orange juice, it was an upgrade, right? Maybe they wanted some added things to it. And I, I kind of learned from a really early point that it's not just the product you're selling, mm -hmm. but really uh, what you're adding to the value of that service mm -hmm. that helps kind of build that type of stuff. So that kind of helped me engage more further once I got into real estate to figure out how to establish relationships and offer more solutions, more services to the customer right. um, to get more out of just, I'm going to charge you the same as everyone else. Well, yeah, but I want to add more services to it that creates concrete um, relationships, uh, whether it's just closing the deal, mm -hmm. but also after that, establishing relationships mm -hmm. to get referrals mm -hmm. and then planting seeds to do follow-up type of systems, mm -hmm. you know? And so, that's kind of essentially where it all started because that's what I would, how I would get engaged with reoccurring and returning customers and stuff like that. Nice, yeah. nice. So is that is that the, the opportunity that you saw in the real estate market in Cambodia? So uh, understanding real estate uh, from how I took it back home, I would analyze the market to find what's the best options for my clients, right? Mm -hmm. uh, myself included to kind of figure out what I can get involved in investments uh, for purchases, then figure out how to present this in a package that yeah. allows a customer to say, I believe in that. Mm -hmm. um, all the information is correct. Mm -hmm. and it feels very comfortable to move forward with my advice to offer $100,000, a million dollars, $10 million in a project that I'm presenting that is going to offer return on investment, right? So I have to sell not only the concept, the details, the data, mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, the direction and the final results of it. So it's a full package system. So when I came to Cambodia, uh, you can instantly see, as it is most industries, there's a lack of information uh, and a lack of, of, of that ability to really understand how to present a full package service of information for clients. And uh, I'm looking forward to what's happening in the near future with the real estate industry. Yeah. And that inspired me to kind of start with the property management system first, because it helps me figure out what are the services that the future is going to need, and then present different business models for the customers that are going to be uh, more involved, more engaged, right? Whatever the topic of conversation is right now, uh, it's going to evolve, it's going to change. People are buying now at a luxury market, right? Mm -hmm. Then we have to figure out exactly what their next goals are going to be when the market starts to be saturated at a particular percentage point. Uh, where's an entry level of customers that are coming in from a, a growing uh, middle middle market of consumers that are more on a national scale, right? Mm -hmm. Where do we meet in the middle? And so that's kind of my business model is to understand how to service not just today's market, but prepare for tomorrow's. And that's kind of why I felt yeah. creating these companies. All right. So, so like understanding and anticipating the customer needs. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And I think, and I would have to contribute that to understanding your profession, right? Not just. Your goal of obviously everybody wants to make money sales, but understanding why and, and, and what the emotional trigger point is for yeah. the customer that you're dealing with, right? Emotions, very, yeah. it's very, it's very, very important. You know, I have this, I have this, this training course uh, in sales that I call it's not about you. Because mm -hmm. in general, you know, <laughs> what the biggest mistake a salesperson can do is yeah. start talking about 
me myself I know I you know yeah. my product oh look how great my product is look how great I am as a vendor sure. you should yeah. buy it from me because I'm the best right, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is not at all what you should be doing as a sales as a sales person so you should, uh, should more uh, you know focus on understanding the customer sure. needs yeah. putting yourself in your shoes because selling is a person to person business right, right. and you're not selling a product you're selling emotions people buy something because something yeah, yeah, absolutely not right. Yeah, I mean, essentially, everyone's going to present that same product in your industry, mm -hmm. right? But it's how you engage with the customer or your client to make them feel it being presented by you is more valuable than what anyone else is going to offer to them. Yeah. Emotionally, understanding what their pain points are mm -hmm. and figure out how your services are going to meet those needs in a way where it's not. Everything that I have to offer is the best. Well, it's not. But I'm really good at being able to understand at least where your gains are so I can offer solutions to make your life easier. And at the end of the day, that's what we all want. Right? Mm -hmm. is to make our life easier. Mm -hmm. And being able to offer those type of options. But understanding from the beginning, that's kind of what your point of reference, where you want to start from, uh, helps you really get engaged, to really connect. That feeling of, oh, I like this guy, I don't know why. It's mm -hmm. because it, it's, you know, a lot of the times it's just because you listen. Mm -hmm. Or you can, if you can try to ask the right questions to understand how to present it, you know, because we can have 10 different things to offer, right? You probably have nine solutions already taken care of. So if I present all of them, you're going to get bored and you're going to think I'm talking to them. Yes. So if I don't understand what's most important to you, and then from there I get you emotionally attached to the fact on how that's going to make you feel, and how it's going to feel better if I can help you solve mm -hmm. that problem. Uh, it really helps you understand how to, uh, you know, close more deals, basically, mm -hmm. and, and, and achieve the goal of a improving your business through revenue results, um, satisfying customers, establishing referral relationships, and uh, being able to continue to improve uh, a platform that, that that helps your business. So. You you, may, you mentioned some several very key one aspects of uh, selling, closing the deal listening asking questions what what do you think which, which one for you is there is the, the most critical one when it comes to sales yeah uh, like you, you have to start somewhere and uh, it's prospecting mm -hmm. um, and understanding what that means and uh, there's internally we always want 100% success rate right yeah. But the reality is, it takes hard work. And to get one client doesn't necessarily mean I'm gonna have one conversation. I'm gonna meet maybe 100 people that don't want my product. And probably half of those, I did something wrong, and they absolutely want, they want nothing to do with me. So I'm gonna get rejected so many different times. And it's understanding that you have to always be out there trying to figure out how to find that one client that you can cater to, mm -hmm. and find the numbers thing into in it where you uh, are okay with rejection. Like rejection's a positive thing, because for every one rejection, gets you closer to that one acceptance. And then from there, what you do with it, right, to convert it to get engaged now. Now that you have an interested client, what is it gonna take to understand how you can service their needs, right? Mm -hmm. And then from there, offer a solution options. Then, Ask for the clothes. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know? Maybe she always yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get the clothes. Um, understand that even with that clothes, 
that doesn't mean, you know, yes is a yes and no is a no. Like, it's figuring out how to handle different objections, whether it's negotiating price, negotiating objections of interest, time, family, commitment, you know, spouse approval, mm -hmm. uh, figuring out how to go back, offer solutions patiently, and mm -hmm. also, I mean, look, in another country, how I did it in the United States completely different than how I was doing here in Cambodia. Right. And uh, presentation and communication is completely different of level of respect, level of uh, approach, even persistency, uh, and um, you know, even uh, let's say what we would say um, activeness or uh, you know persistence here. It's sometimes too aggressive, right? Right. So it's how to approach it passively, but at the same time still accomplish your goals. So, um, so you had to adapt your style yeah, to the market. One hundred percent. But at the at the end of the day. I couldn't be afraid to be rejected because with those rejections, I got to learn really fast what works and what doesn't. Uh, and then from there, adapt, right? Always be adapting, always be evolving. Because if you feel out, I'm always right. Everything I know is always perfect. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to learn to see exactly how to take care of the customer or the mm -hmm. person or, the, or my goal. Yeah. So from there, it's really like trying to say, okay, why isn't it working? And then try to adapt without losing yourself. We're always changing. That's also a problem, you know, where you're constantly changing. But if you understand what your goals are, then you just have to figure out what adjustments to make to get to that end of that road without losing yourself in regards to what your what your actual goal is mm -hmm. going to be, right? Um, that's kind of in a nutshell what it is. But I guess to answer your question is um, the the prospect of searching for clients and not being afraid to be rejected. Mm -hmm. Like, I used to play this game with my buddies, right? Uh, we call it the no game. No game? So we would go out and... Uh, Is that a drinking game? No, no, right? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's, it's a social casual game, right? Like, <laughs> like we went out and just, uh, we went out just to kind of unwind with the guys and go out and just try to talk to some to some friends and, and uh, try to go out to get a dance, right? And, uh, you know, typically we could be really shy with rejection, but Whoever got the most no's, basically, at the end of the night, we would pay for the drinks. <laughs> and on an honor system, like, we would just go out and just be like, hey, you want to go out for dance? Like, no. Perfect. I accept that no. <laughs> so I felt better, you know. So you practiced rejection. <laughs> I accepted re rejection, you know. Because, hey, then I could have another drink and someone's going to pay for it. Because I'm going to get rejected the most. It's either I'm going to get a dance or I'm going to get the rejected the most. Um, so yeah, but that's that feeling where you go, look, it's it's part of the process of achieving that goal, right? Interesting. Very, very interesting. Uh, I want to come back a little bit on your entrepreneurial journey. How has it been so far? You know, tell us a little bit about your uh, the positive and the negative. Hmm. From what side? Where? <laughs> as, well as an entrepreneur, being a business owner. Uh, Man, uh, pros, I think flexibility, right? Where you really are in control of your own destiny about what you want to achieve. And you feel like every step that you feel that you've accomplished feels that much better. And mm -hmm. you know, there's that, you know, that, that old saying of like, no one tells me what to do. I decide to figure out you know, when I want to work. But at the end of the day, interestingly enough, there's an internal passion to wake you up and always figure out what you're going to do today, right? Yeah. Until you get to the point where you go, okay, I can take a little bit of a break because you've established yourself enough to have different, you know, things happening around your business where mm -hmm. you can take a small little break. 
But honestly, if you're constantly wanting to grow an entrepreneur business, there is no day off. Like it's it's one where it really takes hard hard work and effort. Uh, but if if you really contribute and sacrifice and, and really stay committed to your business, uh, you start to see the results paying off. And it's like watering a plant, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, at first you, you don't really see too much you know progress, but if you continue to do it properly, feed it, you know, water it, take take proper you know uh, steps to measures to make sure it's growing into something strong, strong, you get good results. On the negative side, uh, or it's not even negative, it's more like uh, just a challenge. Mm -hmm. Part of this, you know, is responsibility. Like, you know, as an entrepreneur, like, we have our goals that we want to accomplish for ourselves, but if we fall and fail, it's on us. Yeah. But if you're building a team that are dependent on you, your ideas better be solid because mm -hmm. people are going to commit where you're taking care of staff, employees, salaries, people's futures commit like beliefs in the direction you want to go you know and, and one six months or a year may not be nothing for us as an entrepreneur because we go look we're going to figure it out one way or another but if you have believable people believing you and you're building a company slowly and surely to something bigger yeah there's still people there that that you want that you don't want to let down and uh, you kind of want to have that in the back of the head that on the back of your mind that every step you take is you're being calculated to where everyone can benefit from it because mm -hmm. it's not just my game that I, I want to pursue it's the gain of everybody around me right like if we climb everyone climbs with us but with that comes a responsibility of making sure that we're presenting I'm presenting the right type of opportunity for everybody you know and uh, that's again it's kind of like a, it's not a pro and con it's just yeah. one of those things that you got to recognize if you're really calling yourself an entrepreneur um, to run a business right 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 and what, what what is it that you are the most uh, proud of so far? So we're talking about your entrepreneur. Mm, mm. Most proud of. I think my ability to adapt in an environment with wherever I've gone, whatever I've done, figure out how to not lose sight of what I want to accomplish, but recognize that. I, I don't always have the right answers and I want to evolve and adjust to figure out how to find that success, you know. I came to Cambodia knowing very small number of, uh, of, of, of uh, people that I was no longer attached with once I went on my own. So that meant I was on my own in a country that I didn't know anybody that I could lean on, nor did I want to because I wanted to figure out how to, how to do it on my own. Whether or not my ideas would work, it was going to be different, you know. And, um, and, and figure out how to find that success. And, and to where I am now, uh, I think I'm quite proud of the fact that I was able to adapt and still be able to kind of create a foundation that uh, I feel can contribute to my passion, which is the industry. You know, with the companies that I've established, have some other things on the back end in the works that are focused, that are coming in, that I was envisioning like four years ago. Uh, you know, I say this is, like I have an idea, right? Like I have my plans. It's not just me doing work. Like this is what I'm doing today. I talked to you today, but I already know what my plans are in six yeah. months and a year from now. Yeah. Yeah. And so three, four years ago, when I had these discussions, that's kind of where I was at. Like, okay, this is what I want to accomplish. This is what I see. And it's a total marathon, right? I'm not going to be a millionaire real quickly, but I'll have a foundation for what's next. And then way home about Asia, right? Mm. What's next? 
you know, what's the next program that's going to be able to support mm. the goals of what you want to accomplish. And whatever I'm dealing with today, that's it's only today's information, but I have to already be around the corner. Mm. Uh, and, um, and that's kind of in an environment where, you know, we're comfortable back home. <laughs> and if we fail, it's fine. Like, we can figure out how to, you know, just do something or whatever we want. If we fail here, our options are limited, uh, you know, and, and uh, one where I, I don't see failure as, a, as an option. I see only, you know, opportunity to, to deal with challenges too. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, failure could be there. Yeah. yeah. It's scary. Well, it's, it's a thin line, right? Yeah. And, and not only that, it's like, you know, yeah. we have, I have investors, like, I've always had investors back with me, right, on a lot of the things. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay, good. You know, you put, you put some money in to, put, to, to do things and people believe in you, people support you. And, and there's a lot of a lot of weight that, 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 that you carry on that, right? So but you feel you committed. Yeah, you have to one hundred percent. And it it doesn't you can't waver when people tell you something that you have to say. No, I don't. Not only do I not agree, but that's not the direction we're going to take. It. And if I'm not sure where I'm going to go, then I'm going to be easily swayed into pressure of other people's interests. That at the end of the day, I can say. This isn't the right decision for what we try to accomplish, you know. Mm. And um, and so I feel like it's one of those where I, I really do enjoy that, that side of it, you know. Um, failure's always there, you know, and and, and, and you know, laziness creeps in. And, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yeah. holidays creep in, and you just <laughs> honestly just want to take a break, and uh, you know, like personal life is is there that you have to figure out how to balance and. Yeah, that was that was. The question I wanted to ask you: if You were able to how if you were able to balance your private work life? It's tough in the beginning. I don't think any person could say there's a balance because it's it's like a relationship. You know, as an entrepreneur, this is your baby. Yeah. So you're gonna tell me like when you're taking raising your baby, you're gonna have enough time to take care of like you know going out with your buddies all the time or paying attention to other responsibilities that yes take time but there are that priorities right and business is is, is my baby and now it's kind of at a, at a at an adult not adolescent probably still like you know like in the early stages of, of just kind of, uh, of its growth so mm-hmm. my personal life uh, I'm fortunate to have somebody that understands where I'm at mm-hmm. and uh, I can balance it as best as I can mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know but and that being said, it's like, you know, really understanding that there's some commitments I can do. I can enjoy life certain ways, but not other ways, mm-hmm. because commitment, time, money, and effort is required to keep my focus on, on that side. But you, you have to be happy with yourself to where you can't be 100% one way or another, right? Yeah. Because then you won't accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and finding that middle ground it's definitely been uh, a challenge, but uh, it's one of the things One question that pops to my mind is, if you had known everything that you know now, mm. would you have done things differently? <laughs> would I have done things differently? Uh, yeah, I mean, of course, there's, there's, because it, it's hindsight, right? Like, I get to know kind of where I'm at. With what I've accomplished, what I've done right, what, right. I've, done, what I've I don't feel like I've done anything uh, wrong to the, that degree where it's like 100% completely done differently. But 
can I have adjusted something just to kind of really improve those steps? Yeah, for sure. You know, communication, mm -hmm. uh, certain uh, direction decisions, business-wise, right? Yes. In the beginning, you have to take anything you can get, right? And if you're fortunate enough to still find success with those steps, you're great. But there's some times where I'm going, oh, I shouldn't have taken, <laughs> you know, like yeah. this type of a, a, an account or this type of clientele. But we're here to basically show what we're worth. And that sometimes you have to take the bad with the good. And um, so those little things, how to communicate those things of the, the ones that you're taking because you're in that position in your, in your, in your business where you have to figure out how to continue to improve and uh, be more calculated on when you feel in your gut and, and your business model and the numbers show you in an ideal situation you would have taken this money so if you take it make sure that you have your openings to where you're still going to solve your goal right and without that really check to see if you want to take that you know, take that that deal or that client or mm. you know that, that prospect. Yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting topic because sometimes, especially when we're growing as entrepreneurs yeah. at the beginning of the of at the infancy of the project, you know, we tend to go for, for the money rather than going for the client's quality. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who you, but every time I went for the money, I regretted it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although I'll tell you this though. Um, I do feel like uh, taking these deals that you're just like, oh, they're, they're a little bit of a hassle and a headache. Mm. Not, not, not ideal, let's say. Mm. You do learn still. True. And, and that's how I look at it. It's, I'm going to learn something that I would not learn on an easy deal, right? Mm. If everything's perfect, it's great. Obviously, we want that. But how much did you learn? Yeah. If there's challenges in business, and you can overcome those challenges, it's better to do it in the beginning when you're really involved and engaged to try to figure out how to make those changes. And though that's what these clients give you. There's a lot of experiences and for sure. If I do this, I'm never making sure that this gets included in this anymore, you know? Uh, and, and that's your own experience. So then you can teach others about it so then they can start paying attention to it differently, right? And so uh, in the days, you know, if you're learning a lesson even in those challenges, it's a good thing. All right, so would that, would that be your last piece of advice for the entrepreneurs who are watching us? Learning? Yeah, absolutely. I think learning and adapting with, with the growth of what you see in front of you, right? Uh, don't get stuck with your belief of what you think is, 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 the, is the right solution for everything and everybody. Uh, because as you experience, you kind of really have to take in at least the feeling of, of the receptiveness of, of what you're presenting mm -hmm. and then learning how to adapt yeah. and at the end you'll probably figure out okay your overall goals there but maybe how to get to it was not the way you thought in the beginning because you know going through all these different examples you start to learn you know maybe there's a different solution so being comfortable to adapt and, uh, and definitely finding the, the the gems and the challenges you know is something that definitely helps entrepreneurs at the beginning all right. Well, thank you very much, Dominique. And pleasure. thank you very much for watching. See you next time. Bye. See you guys.